This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Um, once again, we're having the share on Rus, on Megillus Rus with Nachlas Yosef. Um, usually we have it on Shavuos. Um, it is not this year, obviously. We can't have it on Shavuos, and we haven't before Shavuos. This year has always been dedicated, um, since my mother passed away uh, four years ago. Um, this is a fourth yard site, and it's in her, she's passed away in Sege Shavuos, it's in Lishmasa. Um, the uh, the safer and again, I'm sure many of you have heard it from me many times, but uh, even for the people that, jo- that join us for the first time, I- I'd like just to say a few words about the safer. The, the Pirish is called Nachos Yosef on Megillus Rus. It is a very popular Pirish in Israel, and in my mind, it is one of the best examples of how a person should learn Tanakh. It was written by somebody of Yosef Lipowitz. Abyasev Lipowitz was a Talmud of the Alta Slavotka, was born in the 1880s. He came to Israel in 25 and was in Tel Aviv. He taught for a few years and, and then he opened up a restaurant of some sort. His wife tended to it and he would sit and say Shiurim. He was extremely effective at reaching out to the um, broader community that had possibly learned in yeshivas but had sort of dropped it. And it was very, very effective. And this Shurim and Rus were, are especially extraordinary work. And what's extraordinary about it is he uses almost exclusively the Medrashim Chazal. He shows how the Medrashim, where they're anchored in the Psukim, and the story they're trying to say. Um, it's really the way a person, I, I believe, should learn. And uh, every year we do as much as we can. We do a few psukim. This year we're holding in the second Perik, and it is Pasik Yud Gimel. We stopped at Yud Beis last year. I will try to recap briefly where we're holding. Um, it is Rus and Nomi have come back. There are very, very dire straits. They're very impoverished. They have no way of, of eating. And she decided to us to go out and collect the um, the, the various leket um, which is what you're supposed to leave over in a field when you're harvesting a field. And it kind of is not the most dignified of settings. It's a place where, um, you know, basically a lot of, lot of poor people are scrambling for sheaves of, of, of wheat and so on. Um, the owner of this field is someone named Boaz. That the field that she happened to chance across, his name is Boaz. He is a relative of the family, and he is the recognized leader of Kal Yisrael. Um, he's an extraordinarily distinguished person, um, wealthy person, and it's in his field. He took notice of her. He saw something very unusual about her bearing, her manners, and so on. And uh, when he asked about her, they told her, well, this is actually your cousin's um, former daughter-in-law, and she's you know, scrambling for wheat. And he calls her over and he says that, will you come and will you 
pick at my field and don't worry, I'll, I'll be helpful. Um, you, you won't have to go to other fields. Um, she was extremely grateful and she said, I don't know why you make a fuss about me. I'm, a, I'm not someone special. I'm someone low. And he told her, I, was, uh, I heard all that you had done for your mother-in-law. You followed her back there at Israel and so on. And Akash Baruch should pay you back for everything uh, you've done for her. So she answers, it's a pasigud gimel, perik beis pasigud gimel. Vatoma, she said, You've comforted me. I've I've somehow found favor in your eyes, and your words have comforted me. You spoke, you spoke and comforted the heart of a low maid. And I'm not even like one of your maid servants. Okay, so um, he says, There are no, we didn't hear any exact words of comfort per se. Um, he told her what kind of great person she is, but that's, that's fine, that's nice. But where, where are the words of comfort? So Chazal say, what, did, what comfort? Omala, he told her, you're going to become a very big person. Your children are going to be leaders of Kal Yisrael. Remember, David Melech and everyone, Shlomo came from her. And the crown of monarchy is going to adorn you. That's what Chazal say. Where Chazal saw this, he doesn't know. But he said there is something that to notice in this Pasik. Ulama Kosova Mosolon Rakas Tansisimchasam. Um but even though the Pasik just tells us they had this conversation, Meid Sherus Yegisha Sekevdvarvasakovid Vagul Shokolikla or Matsan Khamnafsha, she did feel comforted, but one thing, Ahbam Vasanosarabba and Yidas Bazakak, but she doesn't understand why she's worthy of it. She's not even worthy of being a servant. So there's something about Rus, besides the tremendous, um, besides what she had done, all the sacrifice, her personal modesty, in the sense that she said, I'm not a worthy person, is what gives it a whole different dimension. Because let's understand something. He, he's spoken a lot about chesed, um, being selfless. Now, um, so there's a, there's a very, let's say, the lowest form of giving somebody else is when you expect some favors in return. So we, we all know that that's not a very good way and it's not chesed at all. Fine. But there are some more points. A person can feel gratified. Somehow it helps your ego when you're the one that's helping other people. And Rabbi Isaac Sher, who was a son of the Altoslavatka, used to say, People, I, I don't mind doing a favor for somebody so long as he understands that I did a favor for him. In other words, there's always that little piece of me. So even so so uh, even if I'm not getting any favors back. But just the sense of being somebody big, special, important, um, 
is 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 an easy trade off for it. But then you're not valchas anymore. Then the doing is is just for yourself. Some people want to take in cash. Some people want to take in covet. The fact that she demurs and the fact that she says, "But I'm really not a worthy person." And if the pasuk quotes it, and um, the pasuk is is taking it at this is what she meant, that really um, amplifies her greatness tremendously. She'd done giving her life away for her mother-in-law, and she doesn't see why she deserves to be special. So Boaz tells her, When it came time to eat, Boaz told her, Go shihalom, come here, you'll eat the bread, and you'll dip your bread in vinegar. She sat down together with the people who harvest. She gave her some, some of the roasted grain. She ate, she became full, she became satisfied, and she left over. Okay, so let's look at this Pasik. It doesn't look like it's a continuation of the previous conversation. He told her, you're a wonderful woman, what you did is exemplary, and she said, I really am not a person like that, that you, you have me wrong, and said, okay, well, let's go eat. But he said, but it's not possible that Boaz would hear from her how she makes nothing of herself and not try to insist that she recognize who he is or he should recognize who she is. In Hebrew, um, the word la, to her, um, it, it, it would normally have a mapik hay, which is a dad in the hay. It's, it's, it's in, in Hebrew, a dad in the hay can mean like to her. So you, he said to her. Anywhere in the Pasik where it has it like that, the hay has this dat, which means to her. Over here, for whatever reason, there is no dat, which means that the word can sound like lo, meaning no. Now, mapik hay, just the way it sounds, is a very strong sound, very distinct, and it cannot be confused by a Hebrew speaker to, with the meaning lo. In, in a, um, with, without the mapik hay, it can. And Chazal saw that he, he spoke to her, but he also said low. In other words, he said, you're not right on that account. You are a person worthy. Chazal also, in, in their delicate sense of the nuances of the words, The word halom is it's, it's somewhat of a fancy word, and it's used... In, in usually monarchy. It's like, go shalom in English, you would say, step up, please. You know, um, come, you know, come to the front, rise up. Go shalom. The word halom is a word that's used, like it says by Moshe, where Kaddish Baruch told Moshe, I'll take care of halom. Don't get closer um, to, to the place where the Shechina is. David uses it, uh, he said, when he speaks about himself and his and his schus to come to Akadish Baruch Hu, to said Mia Nochi Avasena had long to 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 fill to to Malchus the, the, his coming to royalty, who Pirusha Malchus. So in the words that he used to her when he told her, "Would you come come and eat?" 
the word that was used had in itself a little bit of an overtone of royalty, whether it, it was conscious or not. There, there is a, a saying that Chazal say many times, that big people, when a word slips out of their mouth, it's some sort of prophecy. So telling a Goshi Halom, which is a, 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 um, an expression that carries in itself the sense of, of grandness, of, of, you know, step up, monarchy, that was the word he used because either he was conscious or Akash Baruch put in his mouth, you are stepping up to greatness. So, in effect, Boaz is counting what she's saying. And now the Nachas uh, Yosef quotes again a, um, a, a, a medrash. You're not one of the servants, you're one of the matriarchs of Klai Yisrael. And even though the, 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 the quote-unquote banquet consisted of roasted wheat, which was sort of a, a peasant fair in, in the field when you're collecting, but he, he, he already alluded to the fact that there's a stepping up to greatness. Chazal also adds some more points about this meal. Not only did he use the term Goshi Halom, but Akadish Baruch Hu's, the words that he said, and like we said before, um, the words of a prophet, the, the words of prophecy uh, are put into the mouth of a great person. He said, Goshi Halom Kirvila Malchus, come close to, to Malchus, like we saw before. Bread means in, it, it's sort of the staff of life. It, it speaks about Kalayasol at its best, and those are the days of Shlomo and Chizkiah. And you should dip your bread in vinegar. Vinegar is, is sharp, it's not particularly pleasant. And that means it included Menashe, who was a horrendous king. He was the one who buried Kaisal, basically. He, he brought in so much of a desert and such murder and so much in Kaisal that even after the Tshuva, it was no way to get around Menashe's sins, and that, that buried Kaisal. So he also came from a lineage. So basically he was saying, eat bread. In other words, David and Shlomo is yours but some of it will be dipped in vinegar, and that's chizkiah. So he says over here, that's, that's what the medrash is. Um, he explains, um, the, the the um, so he point he he explains something about this chazal. Chazal and Torah is out for the truth, and therefore, when they are giving meaning to a story, every element comes out: the strong, the positive, and the shortcomings as well. 
And that's why he told her, you're ready for royalty. From you comes David and Shlomo, who are the staff of life, so to speak, the, 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 the ones who give sustenance to Kali Israel. And there are also some, um, there are also some negatives, some shortcomings. I, w- I want to take a, a minute just to, to speak about something, uh, a general topic relevant to this. You know, w- whenever people ask questions along the lines, well, well you know, what about other religions, et cetera, et cetera. The only, I, I haven't, I, I can't say I've, I'm a Bucky in all of the religious literature and so on, but from what I know, there is no, um, there is no other literature that doesn't have an infallible hero. There's nobody bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu is called to task. David, Moshe Rabbeinu's hand turns white because there was some sort of, um, he, he said something not right about Hanlo Yaminobi. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu could not um, go into Eretz Yisrael because of, of the Chedmein River. Um, and David Amelech and Shlomo, each and every quote-unquote hero, the Torah points out the extraordinary stature of the person and the shortcomings. There is no such, um, there's nothing parallel to it with the hero, whoever it is that, whoever it is that invented whichever religion, um, you, can, you know immediately who, who, who's, who's the person invented. There are no shortcomings. This is, Torah is emis. And Torah um, shows the, 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 the giant stature of great people and also points out faults. So it doesn't say what the fault was, but there was something there. You have great things coming. And on, your, you, know, on you stands royalty, but there are some faults also. The bread that you bring to the table, some of it is dipped in a bit of vinegar as well. It's it's something that is incredible. The story is about Rus. The story is the, is 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 how great Rus was. But if there was a flaw, Chazal point out to it, and the pasuk points out to it. on We see that Boaz's words, generally speaking, are going higher and higher. First, he didn't say anything about knowing anything about her. Then he says, you know, I was told um, about what you did. The third time he, he called her over and he said, you are royalty. And still, Rus just um, kept her low profile. And she answered, I'm just one of your maidservants. And even after he said, he said, step up. You know, you, you you are royalty, and great things will come from you. But she vatesha mitzarakoitzim. She sat down with all the other people harvesting. In other words, nothing of this went to her head. And this is and this is like we said before. It's not only a separate virtue of humility, but it's also something of. Uh, complements what what type what chesed means. I want to s- 
speak out something. Again, not what he's talking, but I think just an important point. A mistake that people make about humility. Does humility mean denying um, what's correct? So if somebody has an IQ of 200, just fishing out a number, is, is humility mean um, that he should say, no, 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 I'm not smart anybody else? Um, somebody once said, Moshe Rabbeinu learned Torah, and the Torah had said, Moshe's onamikal Adam. So did he not believe that Pasuk? Like, how did, how did you, you know, what does that mean? And what it means is, let's say, let's take something simple. Imagine somebody says, um, I need to get something that's on the top ledge. Is there anyone here who's tall enough to reach it? So somebody stands up and says, I think I can reach it. And he reaches it. I need somebody who can get in behind that shelf. So I don't have thin enough fingers that they can do it. And somebody stands up and does it. The person thinks nothing of it because that's just what I am. So if some people are taller, some people have longer fingers, some people have you know, this, that, or the other thing. Um, that's given to me. That's not, that's not anything that I should brag about. It's something, you know, it's a fact about me and that's it. Whatever it is, um, if this is my mission, this is what I was given to do and I have the ability to do it and I did it, that's that. The idea that, and therefore I should sit on a, my, a high and mighty chair and therefore I should sit and talk about it and therefore I should strut about or anything like that, the therefore is where humility, um, uh, the difference between gaiva and humility. Um, I'm going to tell a, of a story from someone who I knew who was a giant of a person, killed a Kiddush Hashem. Um, I had a, a, an acquaintance, Moshe Tversky, Zatzal, Hashem Yikom Domo. Um, he was killed a few years ago in Hainov in a terrible massacre. And he was an incredible person, incredible in every way possible. Incredible Talmud Chacham. Incredible over Hashem, fast. He would fast days and days. He would sit and learn around the clock. He was brilliant beyond words. He he would he had tremendous koach, and he would go on the Shabbos, being up at night, and then he would walk to the an hour to hear somebody. Bashal shows this. And his son was walking with him once, and he made some comment like of admiration, and he told him, "This is what I can do. So this is what I have to do. It, it, I'm, I'm not better than anybody else." I, I have to be able to. I have to be able to do it. So, so if I'm able to do it, then this is what's expected of me. Everyone, everyone is measured by what he's able to do, and that's what's expected. So, so the humility that we see here is Rus feels. This is who I was. This is the position I was put. This is asked of me, and this is what I did. I don't translate it into feeling full of myself or or any different. That's that's what the humility is, and therefore it accentuates her chesed tremendously. Then the pasuk says the second part of the pasuk is vayitzbat lakali. He broke off a bit of the the um, the, the roasted grain. Vatochal she ate. Vatizba she became full. Vatolsa she left over. So he said, Sefer Hamigila choras the doros etvar suda zeis. I mean, Rus is a small, small Megillah. And it is the Megillah of the House of Royalty. And this is Tvar Hashem, 
which is um, it's inspired by Hashem. So it's different. And this is meant to be a generation. The menu over here and how she ate really shouldn't be of great interest. I mean, it's one thing if you say you made a great, great suda, so okay, oh, oh, I get the chshivas of it. Um, but it says he broke off a bit of grain, she ate, she came full, and she, she even left over some. Okay, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, of what significance is it? So he says, well, because it, the, 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 the psukim are so sparing, if the Pasuk spends a half a dozen words describing the meal, which is as bland as you could possibly describe, we need to pay attention to every word here. Um, it doesn't seem that the suda was of any great shape, a little bit uh, roasted um, grain. Had Boaz known how important this suda was and how much the, the posik seems to find it significant, he would have made a large banquet. In, in other words, Chazal themselves feel that the suda itself was kind of meager. Ach, habrocha shos ashehigis law. What Chazal are pointing out here is how it was, how was the, 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 the Suda given to her. In other words, a Suda itself doesn't make a difference and what as much as how. What's the how over here? He must have given it to her in, in, in line with what he told her, that he's serving someone who is such a, 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 such a woman of stature, who's done so much. And Chazal say, Chazal say that she was satisfied with a little bit because of the way it was given to her. A person can, the same meal served um, with apathy or antipathy does not satisfy a person. A small meal served with a lot of warmth and, 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 and a lot of reaching out goes a much longer way in satisfying a person. A person who smiles at someone else gives him more health than a glass of milk. Um, so, and therefore, it seems as if, in other words, Chazal found in this Pasuk the following idea. Despite the fact that the Suda itself seems not terribly grand or magnificent, it was satisfying because of the setting, the way it was given to her, the attitude, the warmth displayed, and so on. So Chazal are telling us that the way in which you serve the Suda, that's what satisfies the person. And then he says, the Pasuk word for word is also telling me something about her eating habits. Hakol yoidim, 
Everyone knows there is a certain etiquette in how to eat. There's a difference between the way a, a dignified and noble person eats, the way a commoner eats. So that's um, a lot of it is sort of form and, you know, kind of uh, mannerisms, manners, mannerisms. There are also differences that mark a person whether he's a tzaddik or Russia. Now, we're used to thinking a tzaddik and Russia as just being, you know, how many are various, how many mitzvahs. Tzaddik and Russia is an entire personality. In other words, all the different deeds add up to positive or negative t- types of uh, uh, impressions. And now Chazal tell us the Pasuk, it's, it's a Pasuk in Mishle. Chazal here um, bring in this Pasuk as appropriate. Tzadik ochol sova nafsho. A tzadik eats and he's full, to be full. Or better Shem tefsa, but the stomach of the wicked is always missing. Um, one could interpret this pasik as being kind of a blessing that the tzaddik always had a lot of food, and the Russia is, is out of food. But no, that's not the pshat at all. It's a tzaddik ha'chili rak emtsoi lechayi v'amlechem teichem v'chashivas. V'ilu ha'rasha teichem chayi rak ha'chilo v'shana ha'sagufnias. The pasik is describing what the person is. A person where food is only a means to give you the energy you need to go do what you have to do. So it's not difficult to satisfy the person. Um, yeah, the, the, the person, you know, it, 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 the, it fills up and that's it. The Russia, Omemele says, uh, so, so um, the, but the Russia, the Russia lives to eat. In other words, the, the thing that he is, that life is about, are physical pleasures. And therefore, he said, The, the stomach of the Rishayim is always lacking because there's no end to, to 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 wanting the pleasure. If a person lives for pleasure, they 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 had experiments where they would identify the pleasure center in a rat's brain. They would stick in a needle, and every time the rat would pedal, would press on a pedal, it would stimulate it. So usually, the 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 rats ended up um, starving themselves to death. They would just keep pedaling, pedaling, pedaling till they died because um that's it so if the person lives for whatever physical pleasure he lives there's no satisfaction because satisfying means i can move on to the next thing but if this is this is what i'm living for what does it mean i'm going to move on to the next thing so what the pasik the tzaddik eats and to fill himself to satisfy himself whereas the stomach of the wicked are always lacking, it describes their, their psychological attitude 
towards food, a tzaddik has a cessation point very rapidly. It just it just needs to to put in enough food to move on, and that's it. Um, the other person can never get enough of it. So it's food and every other pleasure we're talking about. You shall eat and be full. It, it's not a bracha to have a lot of food. It's a bracha that your attitude towards food should always be one that allows for satiation. That a person actually, that a person be a satisfied person. Chagi Novi, on the other hand, wants to um, describe a situation where people um, eat and they never know fullness. And that's what they say, they're eating, but there's no satisfaction. And, 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 that's, and, and that's really across the board. It could be physical pleasures. It could be money. If money is just a means for A or B or C, then you have it and that's fine. If money, if the thrill of having money is an end to itself, there's no end to itself. There's nothing, what does it mean you have, I have enough. Enough what? But what's the point of living for tomorrow? Um, you know, if I'm living for the thrill of having the money, if I'm living for the thrill of anything, so the 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 this the difference between whether a person's raison d'être, a person's reason for existence, is um, a particular item, or it's chachma and 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 chesed and so on, and everything else here is just to fulfill certain needs. That person knows satisfaction. So. Um, Chazal saw in this pasuk in Megillus Rus a a, a a a a vivid description of what it means tzadik ochos of anafsho vatochal vatizba vatosa. Rus hamegalem is cholach halichoyser shleimus enushis. Rus, who so much exemplifies a, a man at his best, ochelas kamash ochelas menakoli bisveir. She eats of the simple suda and she's full. She's the afmosira and she leaves over. Because there's somebody else who also would like to eat and I want to leave it for her. So they said, look at it in three words. So three words that we've just brushed by. So much is said over here that her eating came to satisfaction very quickly and she and she left over for someone else um, t- describes a person more than anything else you can and and the truth is watching a person eat will will um, many times give away a lot about the person um, it, it's it, how does he deal with um, his his physical sense of pleasure Ha, ha, the, the the course we find, um, you know, and so on. So in 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 just in describing how she ate a simple meal, and she knew what it means to be satiated, and that someone else needs it, we 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 see an entire person. 
The next pasuk it says, "Vatokem t'lelaket." She got up to collect more. Vayitzav Boaz is snor of Lamar, and Boaz told his his helpers, "Gambin amar t'lelaket." Let her collect between the sheaves also, and v'loytachlimua, and don't and don't embarrass her. So he says, "Vatokem like she got up to collect." The Navi contrasts two pictures here next to each other. The, the, the transition. And in this transition, we, we get another very deep insight into Rus. All the grand covered, I mean, there were so many people in that field. And all sorts of people, and 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 Boaz is the man in Kali Yisrael, and he stops by her and tells her what kind of a wonderful person she is, and invites her over to eat with him. But she had a job to do; she had to bring home food to Rus. So she's sitting like a princess by his invitation, and then she picks herself up, vatokam, she picks herself up, lelaket to collect. All the covet and grandeur that was given to her in front of everyone, did not, for one moment, take her away from her understanding of what she should do and her humility. And she goes back, bends over, and begins to collect sheaf after sheaf. Yes, it was very nice that Rus reached out to me, and it's fine. I also have a job, and I have to. It's sometimes it's much harder when a person is down. He's down, and that's that. But when a person has experienced royalty, I mean, I was put on the head table, and now I'm told, okay, now go back and collect everybody else. She did it without a word. The hishvaloshna kosov kan im um, Chazal compare it to the pasuk Vatokam here to Vatokam Od Laila. Shebetura eshes chayal shaloshen shal zrizus. So Vatokam means to get up. It means a person is comfortable where they are. Person is sitting. Person is sleeping. The eshes chayal is sleeping. And Vatokam Od Laila. But when something has to be done, you rise up to the occasion. You pick yourself up and go. And even if it means um, something demeaning. But if that's what's expected of you, that's called rising up to the occasion. She didn't. She wasn't filled with fantasy of grandeur and kind of now sort of schlepping along. Um, it was nice that Bruce reached out, that that Boaz reached out, and was kind to her and everything. But. Um, it, it, it did not, she knew what she had to do, and she went and did it. Um, I, I want to tell you that, you know, I was, I was in a, in, a, in a city someplace a few years ago, and there was a, there was a very large, large colo there, and, and um, a, uh, there was supposed to be some sort of function there, and it was a colo very active, and there had youth groups, shurims, this and that, and after the youth groups, they had something or other, some sheer. And it was like, it was on the side. I wandered into that room. I was, I didn't know where. 
<laughs> and I wasn't meant to want into that room, but in that room where the kids had just had pizza and soda and all stuff, stuff, and they were gone, and I was a shiver to be, the Roscoe and his wife rolled up her sleeves, swept the floors, changed the, the, the she, he was Roscoe, and he's a very Hashatam Chacham. I was blown away. It took me a minute to say, it can't be, it can't be them. And the answer is, now this has to be done, and that's, and that's what you do. Um, that's your covet. The covet is to do what you're supposed to do. It's an, it's a, it, it, it's a, an incredible midah. Vatokam vodlaila, vatokam lalakate. She picked herself up, and now this is what you have to do. Vayitzav boaz asnara velotachlimu. And boaz warned his um, helpers and so on that um, that he said not to embarrass her. Nikra dava sheke ato kain az lanoagu abrios covet mruva niyim. He said, unfortunately, it seems that is that people do not give much respect to poor people. And it was quite usual to um, embarrass them, to, to insult them, and, and so on. And therefore, he had to warn them. Um, I, I want to add a point over here. It's uh, nobody is. I, we don't have to believe that people were cruel and mean and so on. Um, but there are many situations where it becomes very difficult. Um, I'm sure everyone has had his experience when for some reason, a um, uh, you know, there's some evening when a, a, a two dozen Mishalachim showed up at the door you know, you sit down to supper, and one guy shows up, another guy shows up, another one, another one, another one. Um, you you go to the Kaisal and you try to dive in, and there's a whole bunch of people who are sort of on your back. And there are many, you know, it, there are many cases. I'm sure this was a wealthy man, and they and and he was a, a, a kind person. So so the field was run over with with all the impoverished people, and I'm sure they didn't all act the way they should have acted. And I'm sure they were annoying. I, I, I understand that a Kurdish Baruch who doesn't I, I, test us with, you know, it's, it's not that you're, there's one Ani and, you, and you're so cruel and mean and, and, and attack him. And, and don't. There, there are many situations when it's very taxing and very wearisome and, 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 and people can be aggressive. There are many, many, many cases like that. Um, even, even the the uh, Elimelech leaving, it said that it, it was very difficult. That there were so many poor people besieging him. So, so you know, when when he says "don't embarrass them," and he points out over here that it was something which was, uh, you know, not not uh, usual. Is something which is um, it, it was used on those days. It, understand what it is and compare it to a similar situation. Okay, two more psukim. Tesain v'gam shol tasholulam and atzvasim v'zafter v'liktoi sigarba. Let her also take some of the bundles and don't and and, and don't yell at her. So he says k'vahi runa le'elam ashmus rapasikzeh. I spoke before. He said. Yoda 
kol efshoros lahanikol matvitu esadehu. Bumarim umitzava lanorim shashiurachem oimrim sheiniros keshikra shachem laniyim. So he explains, shol tasholu means deliberately forget them. He said, he pointed out before, Rus did not want to take money, to take food from him directly. And she wanted to take, like poor people take. And therefore, the only way he could get her, he didn't, why didn't he just tell, he wanted to give her food. Why didn't he tell his, his helpers, if fellows pack her up a few bags and tell her to go home now? Um, instead, he said, make believe you forget more so that she can pick it off the field. Um, in, 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 in real values, taking like a is what Hashem gave for you. Taking from another person, it's, it's 100% um, permissible, but it's not as chashev. For us, it's the other way around. Um, to, to stand in line with all the poor people and collect alms is degrading. If you found favor in the eyes of this fine, wealthy man, then great, that's, that's fantastic. But the Torah's perspective is different. And she followed that. She refused to take anything from him. And therefore, the only way they could get her to take it was by deliberately leaving over. And then it says, She collected till the evening. So, She collected till the evening. The Pasuk again emphasizes how industrious he was. Being industrious is a virtue. And the fact that she was there until the evening, that's, um, that emphasizes how industrious she was and, and uh, how much she, she used every moment she could to bring, to bring home food um, for herself and for Naomi. Okay, we'll hold it over here, Pasuk and Zion. Hopefully, Bez Hashem, next year, we should be able to be in Yerushalayim together. That would be great. Um, but at least uh, be, be in the base, base Medrash, uh, not, uh, not this, this, this situation. Okay.